Good morning, brethren. We thank the Lord who has given us yet another opportunity to be able to come together. Uh, although we are coming together through technology, we are still at home. But thank God for technology, because if there was no technology, I'm not sure how we would be conducting this. But with the technology we have now uh, been used to coming to you through WhatsApp, through uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube, and whatever else means that uh, you are able to access us through, uh, we want to thank God for that. I would like us today, first of all, to pray, to start with um, just prayer for this session. We will also pray at the end of the, the sermon for the needs. We have various needs that we need to to pray for today. But let me just invite the Holy Spirit to guide us in this session. Holy Spirit of God, we welcome you into this session that you may guide us and lead us and use us. We do not have the words of our own that we can give people. And even if we have them, they will not call it any life. But the word that you give us Kali's life. And that is the word that we ask that you would release through us today so that we can hear that word, receive it, and may that word bring transformation and hope and encouragement into our lives today. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We pray this in Jesus' mighty and holy name. Brethren, the last couple of weeks, I'm sure, you have come across very many theories, uh, write-ups, prophecies, solutions to the problems, what we should do or what we should not do. We welcome those that are, are giving us various solutions or versions of what is happening today. But I would like us also to realize that not everything that is being written or sent to us through various means is actually correct. And at such a time, we need to be able to have the ability to test and to listen to what God is telling us rather than what men are telling us today. I do not wish to say that I have the answer to the problems that we are having today. But as we have read previously from the scriptures, what is happening today is not unusual. It is talked about in the scriptures. The Bible talks about plagues, talks about locusts, talks about drought, talks about famine, talks about rumors of war and even wars and earthquakes. And Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 24 that these things will surely happen, but those are just the precursor of the early time. There are many people who are saying this is the early time. 
I would like to say it is only a precursor to the end time. And therefore, we need to keep listening and hearing what God is telling us. And as I have said several times, let's take advantage of this season. I wonder whether any one of us would have anticipated or hoped that we'd be at home for a full month without going outside the city of Nairobi. Look at what is happening. We are not going to work. We are at home. As much as we may not like this, it is happening to us, and it is taking place in the entire world. I said I do not have the answer. I don't want to pretend that I have one. But there is one thing that I know, that this did not happen behind our God's back. He was and he is aware of what is happening today. Has he, is he the architect of the same? I may not know. But whether he is or he is not, here we are with a situation that we cannot handle and we need his help. And that's why we have kept encouraging you that look up to the Lord. Do not fear this thing. Do not fear what you hear. Do not fear what you have read. There are many things that are being said. This is going to happen to us. There will be a vaccine. There will be the mark of the beast. There will be A, B, C, D. All these things are meant to bring fear to humanity. And as I said earlier, one of the tactics of the enemy is to in intimidate his opponent. And he uses fear. That's why we are kept telling you, fear not. Why? Because you believe in God. And if you believe in God, then you can face any situation. Why? Because you don't face any situation on your own. You face it with the Lord and in the Lord. And we know if the Lord is on our side, then who can be against us? Coronavirus cannot be against us. The devil cannot defeat us. Diseases and sicknesses, they will come. But we shall wither. We shall wither the storm. Yes, why? Because the Lord has promised to be on our side all the times. I'd like to encourage you today. Keep looking up because your help comes from the Lord. Where Christ is, he is seated on that throne. We saw that he was made head over all things and everything was praised under his feet. And we saw all that happened for the church. All you, the called out one, the believer, Christ has paid the full price. Is he aware of what is happening today? 
Yes, he is aware of what is happening today. Does he have a solution for the problem that we are facing today? Yes, he has a solution for the problems that we are facing today. Why? Because everything was praised under his feet and he was made head over all things for the church. And if that is the case, then my brother, my sister, you need to be encouraged. You may be, you may be facing some struggles. I know that all is not well to some of us. The resources are not adequate anymore. Those of us that were relying on our small businesses, we are not able to attend to them anymore. And those who are our sources of income. I want to assure you, my sister, one thing I know is that the Lord knows that you are not operating normally. He knows that that business is closed. He knows that that salary has been reduced because your employer cannot be able to pay you full salary. He knows that you are even being threatened of being raided off. But remember, Christ is the answer for all our problems. Today, I want to speak to us again as the church, as the ecclesia, because although Christ has the answer to the problems that we are facing today, the church or the called out ones, the believer, you and I, we too have our share of responsibility on earth. Why do I say so? Because the Lord said it. He said, you are the salt of the earth. He said, you are the light of the earth. Which means, you are the condition that the world or the earth needs to meet its needs. Salt is that condition. You are the light. You are the mission to the world. You are the mission to the world. The world is in darkness. It needs light. And the Lord Jesus says, you are the light to the world. You are the salt to the world. Allow me to read from the book of Matthew chapter 4. Verse 13. You are, the you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltness, how can it be salt again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trumped underfoot. Verse 14 says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill which cannot be hidden, cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamb and put it under a bowl or a bushel. Instead, they put it on its stud or a candlestick, and it gives light to everyone in the house. 
In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Those are the words of Jesus. He spoke to the disciples. The disciples are also called the apostles. Last Sunday we saw that we are built on foundation of apostles and prophets, which means we, the church, or the ecclesia, are built on that foundation. What does that then mean to us? If he spoke to them through this scripture, this portion of scripture applies to us today. And today, I want to ask to look at this portion of scripture. Because as I said, although the Lord Jesus Christ has the answer, all is the answer to the problems of humanity, he has also told us, as his children, all as his church, that equally we carry responsibility. We also have the answer to the problems that the earth is facing today. When he says you are the salt of the earth, he's saying you are the flavor or the taste that this world or the earth require, which means without the body of Christ, without the church, the world would be tasteless. There would be nothing that is present to humanity. Salt. What is salt used for? Salt is used to add taste to, food, to the food or to add flavor. In ancient days, salt was used as a preservative. And I believe even today, it's also used as a preservative. In some communities who do not have the advantages of having fridge to store their foods, when they slaughter a goat and they have meat that they want to preserve, it is rubbed with salt for preservation. Salt is used to preserve, to prevent decay. Salt is used to melt uh, cold, coldness. It is used to clean a wood, to bring healing. I still remember when I was growing up, and as young boys, we would get cut, and the first thing we would go to is salt, to rub that wood with salt. We didn't know that we are cleaning it again as germs. But the truth is, that is exactly what we are doing. Cleaning the wood so that it doesn't attract germs. See how important 
salt is. Can the world survive without salt? Many communities cannot do without salt. Salt was a very precious commodity in those ancient days. As a matter of fact, the word salt comes from a Latin word that is uh, uh, called selenium or selenium, which was referred to the payments to the soldiers with salt. In other words, that word selenium was also translated as salary. So for those of you that earn wages and you wait to be paid salary, that word salary in Latin is selenium and it means salt. The soldiers of those days were used to be paid with portions of salt. And when the rations was reduced, they would riot. In other words, salt as a commodity had a great value. It was money. It was used to pay people in exchange of the services that they would offer. This is how important salt was in ancient days. And for Jesus Christ to look at the church, the disciples, his apostles, and tell them, you are the salt of the earth. He was trying to tell them, you are the condition that the earth requires for it to, to survive. Without you, the earth, its inhabitants, will rot or decay. And then you wonder, Look at these disciples. You may call them a bunch of fishermen. People who do not have a name in the society. Jesus correct them along the seashore as they were fishing. And he said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. But as they followed him, and they became his disciples. They became so important that now he would tell them, you are the salt of the earth. Maybe they did not understand what he meant. Maybe they never thought they were that important. But Jesus was trying to make a statement. Anyone who comes to me, who follows me, believes in me, I am capable of transforming him to become very valuable commodity or solution to the problems that the rest of the mankind would face. And no wonder 
When he left, he told them, Behold, I give you power and authority. And he told them, Go ye to the whole world. Preach this gospel. Whoever will believe, these are the signs that will follow them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and the sick will recover. They shall even raise the dead. Should they be poisoned or drink any poison, it will not harm them. And he said, Behold, I give you power to tread on snakes and scorpions. And he said, Nothing by any means shall be able to overpower or to overcome you. In other words, Jesus was affirming them that nothing on earth or even above there that can be able to overcome the church or the believer and you are the believer. And then having given us this authority, that's why then he would remind us, today we are the salt of the earth. We are the condition that the earth requires so that it can be healed. We are the answer to the problems that the earth is facing today. Whether plagues, invasion of locusts, droughts, famine, family problems, dysfunctional families and homes, lost generation of young people. The answer is not with the UN. The answer is not with WHO. We commend them for what they are doing. But they have admitted they have been unable to deal with the pestilence that we are facing today. They have admitted they have no cure. They have no vaccine. It doesn't matter the kind of theories that we are hearing. The bottom line is they cannot be able to solve the problem, even if they are the creator of the same problem. They can create something and becomes bigger than them. They are not able to control it. And that's why I am saying then, as a church, we are the answer that they require. Are you ready? To go out there, my brother, my sister, and tell the world, I have what you need. I have, I have the answer to your marital problems. I have the answer to that problem of that young man who is addicted to drugs. And the answer is the Lord Jesus Christ. Brethren, the disciples or the apostles, after they were left on earth by Jesus, and after being empowered with authority from on high, in the book of Acts it is recorded, they turned their world 
upside down. The authorities of the day recognized that there is a group of people that are turned things upside down. What do I mean they turn things upside down? They came up with the answer to the problems that people were having. And because of that, they attracted big numbers, big following, and they were a threat to the government of the day. They were being suspected as being political revolutionaries. And many of them were arrested and jailed and punished, not because they were criminals, but because they had the answer to the world then. Does the church have the answer to the world today? I want to challenge you as I challenge myself. And I want to state very clearly today that if the church, the ecclesia, is truly the salt and the light of this world, then we will not be having the problems that we are having today. We would not be facing the pain that we are facing today. Because we are the solution. Salt adds taste. Salt brings preservative. Salt preserves life. And without salt, there is decay, and eventually there will be death and rottenness. And the world cannot then produce life. That's why I want you to understand your role as a believer on earth today is so important. And we need to rise up, church, and take our position. Yesterday, I was having a discussion with a brother. And we asked ourselves, what happened to the church of those days? What happened? Why, did it, why didn't we, why didn't that church continue up to today? Because what we have today cannot be called the church that was there then. Why do I say so? The church that was there then. John and Peter would walk through the gates of the temple. And they would find a cripple that had been there for over 30 years, begging alms. And as they, he stretched his hands, as it was his usual for anyone who came to the temple to give him some little money, Peter and John told him, we don't have money. But such as we have, we give to you. And in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And it is recorded that the cripple was healed. He jumped. He ran into the temple. And everybody was muffled because they have seen him there year after year for over 30 years. He was there. And that particular afternoon, he was healed. Praise the Lord. We ask ourselves, where is Peter and John of those days today? 
It is recorded in the book of Acts again that people would wait in the streets at a particular hour when Peter is passing and they would lay their sick on the floor so that when Peter comes that his shadow would fall on them and they would get healed. Brethren, when was the last time did we see a cripple walk in our meetings? When was the last time did we see a blind man eyes being opened? When was the last time your shadow as a believer healed a sick person without you even knowing? The Bible says you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the world. Something went wrong. And I want to announce today that it is my prayer and my desire that before he comes back, Jesus Christ, that this very church that you and I belong to will rise up to realize or to know itself and the power and the authority that has been given to us by Jesus and we will endeavor to do what it requires to exercise that authority and power over the earth because the earth requires us, praise the Lord. This earth does not need more money. This earth does not require the UN to repass resolutions, to stop wars. This earth requires you and I, salt of the earth, to preserve the earth, to preserve the people, to bring healing to communities, to nations, because we are one. But look at what is happening today. We have tried years after years with the UN has passed resolutions after another. But we still have wars in Africa. We still have wars in Middle East. What is lacking? What is lacking? It is the church. It is the salt that is not active. And what does the Bible say? You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltness, how can it be salt again? It is no longer good for anything. Hear what the word of God says. You are the salt, but if the salt lacks its saltness, how can it be made salt again? Once it loses its taste, it's a said, it cannot be made salt again. It is good for nothing. What do you do with something that is good for nothing? It is thrown out and trumped other food, brethren. This is fearful because the Lord says, if you and I loses salt, loses saltness, value of our faith if we are not effective anymore if we cannot touch the world because we have been compromised or we are living in sin we have lost our saltness and the bible says you'll be thrown out 
you'll be trumped on because you are good for nothing. My prayer is that the church today will rise up, will be salt again, and it will provide the answer to the world today. The Bible tells me, he says again, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Brethren, we are supposed to be that town that is built on a hill that cannot be hidden. A town that the entire world will be able to see because that town has, been, has light. It is not a town that is in darkness. It is a town that is properly lit, properly illuminated. The world is looking for that town. I want to announce today, without any fear, I don't believe that Bill Gates has the answer to humanity's problem. Why? He is also human and he needs help too. The life that he has is not his. It is from the Lord. If God today would want to take his life, he does not need to consult him. With all due respect to our leaders, you do not have the solution to the problem. Direct humanity to God. Accept that you are human and you do not have the answer to the problem. Call upon the name of the Lord and the Lord will answer you. Seek his face, he will answer. He told us in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, 13 and 14, if I withhold the rains so that there will be no rain on earth, if I shut up the heavens, and there will be no rain. If I release locusts to devour the land, send a plague to inflict people. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, the Lord says, I will hear from heaven and I will heal, I will forgive their sins and heal the land. This world needs the Lord Jesus. This world needs the church. This world needs you, believer. Rise up and provide the answer. You are the one that is called by the name of the Lord. Remember the Lord says, those who are called by my name. Who are these people who are called by the name of the Lord? They are the ones he is talking about and saying, you are the light of the world or you are the salt of the world. He is the one that is telling, now rise up, call upon my name on behalf of the others. We do not expect people who have never known the Lord Jesus to be able to pray and pray and petition heaven. The Lord does not say it is anybody who prays. He says it is my people who are called by my name. Yes, we will invite them, but we will lead the prayers. Church, you are the salt. You are the light. Jesus said, as I close, John 8, verse 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. 
Whoever follows Jesus will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The light that you carry has life, my brother, my sister. In your living room today, you can purpose to petition heaven on behalf of the earth or the people who dwells on earth. And the Lord will hear you and answer you. Darkness cannot dispel light. But the smallest of lights can dispel the thickest of darkness. The earth is in thick darkness. It does not require the billions of people who are followers of Christ. It requires one faithful saint like you. Because if you carry that light of life, small as it is, it will dispel the thick darkness that is on earth today. My prayer today is that we who are called by the name of the Lord, we who are the called out one, we who are the church, we shall truly become the salt and the light of this world. And then we can confidently say, we will deal with this issue through prayers, we will engage the heavens, we will deal with the earth, we will deal with everything because we have authority and in the name of Jesus Christ, coronavirus, sicknesses and diseases, poverty, death, and anything else that is evil, we can deal with because we are the light of the world. Are you willing to be salt? Are you willing to become that light? If you're willing, kindly join me as we pray this hour in the name of Jesus. I request, if you can be able to lift up your hands, we're going to pray, and as I promised, we have some prayer requests. There are people who Last Sunday, last time, they sent various prayer requests. We'll not be able to mention all of them, but most of them, they are general issues. They are to do with families. They are people who need jobs. They are people who need healing. They are people who need healing for their marriages. And today we are going to trust God, and he is going to answer our prayers. Amen. So just get ready, and let's, all of us, Pray together and exercise faith. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word today. You have reminded us that you are counting on us to provide solution to the earth or to this world that is in darkness, that is rotten, and it is decaying. The reason why you have kept us on earth is so that we can add flavor to this earth. And you can look from heaven and say, my people are there and they have blood change into the world. Today, Father, we repent. For as a church, the ecclesia, we have been compromised. We have forgotten our law. We, we have not acted as a salt and the light of this world. We ask that you forgive us. And as you forgive us, we also ask that you would heal us and raise us again, O Lord, to become salt and to become light. And Father, 
May you give us the opportunity to interact with people who need help, including governments of the day, bodies and organizations of this world, of this world that need help. The church, the ecclesia, the called out ones have the answer. And Father, we also want to remember many that are discouraged today, O oh God, because they've been in the house or at home for all these days, and some of us do not even know when this will end. Our resources have been depleted. Lord, we ask that you would replenish the resources once again. Come through for us and provide food, clothing, everlasting redeemer. Lord, we pray for those that are sick that they may recover in the name of Jesus, including those that are infected by this virus. We pray for their healing. We ask that, oh God, you would minimize the death, oh Lord, that our people will live and not die. We pray, mighty God, for those that God Almighty are praying and asking for family reunion, oh God. Some people have been left by their spouses. Parents have been left by their children. Children have been abandoned by their parents. Today we are praying for family reunion in the name of Jesus. Lord, there are those who lack jobs. They need finances. Father, we pray that you provide. And mighty God, we pray for those that are asking for forgiveness. People who had followed you, Lord, but they have backslidden. But today, they are coming back home. We pray for them, dear Lord Jesus. And if you are there and you are a backslider, I'll request you to commit your life to Jesus again. I'll request you to ask for forgiveness and make a commitment to the Lord that from today you'll give your life to Jesus. And if you are there and you are not born again, and you like to give your life to Jesus, I would like to ask you to pray this prayer with me and ask, Dear Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I have failed you, but today I come to you and I ask that you forgive me my sins. I want to assure you that the Lord hears our prayers. If you have prayed a prayer of repentance today, if you have come back to the Lord as a backslider, the Lord has restored you. Write back to us using the numbers or the address that are on the screen and we shall be able to help you. May the Lord bless you and keep you and take care of you. May he provide for you throughout the coming week. In Jesus' mighty and holy name we pray. And all of us we say, Amen. And that's a wrap for us this morning. Thank you so much for joining us on the church online at Deliverance Church Ngong Road. If you're watching us from outside the country, we'd be happy to hear from you. Join with us. Uh, talk to us on our social media handles, which are displayed on the screen. Call us. Send us a message. We'll be happy to know that we are reaching out and sharing with someone out there. If you need a word of encouragement, there's still somebody who can share a word with you. If you need someone to just listen to you, there's still someone available to listen to you. 
COVID may have changed the way we do things, but it has not taken the hope out of the gospel of Jesus. Study your word, study everything that you've been meaning to study over the last couple of years. Now you have time to sit down and read something, read a book. The Bible says that a transformed mind is what will make our lives speak louder for the gospel of Jesus. So we bless you in the name of the Lord. We bless you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Remain strong, be a voice of encouragement, be a hand of healing to the people around you. God bless you. Thanks for watching. Siki ae maomi Kujibuye kwa moto Baba Just take some time in the presence of God and worship Him.